Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I hope that you are still listening to podcasts, even though we are full in holiday mode. I know sometimes I like drop off shows that I listen to regularly until the new year, but I got my fingers crossed that you're going to listen to this one because I want you to enjoy your favorite things over the holidays. I absolutely do. I will. I absolutely plan to. I've shared this before, but my mom makes these little, like, I want to call them shortbread cookies, but they're not shortbread cookies, but they're kind of like that, but they're, they're thicker. And then you put a little bit of fudge on top. I love them. I'm going to have them. I'm going to enjoy them. And this isn't even an episode about food and holiday enjoyments. I'm just, I want you to not wait on implementing what we're going to talk about today. Okay, I want you to start now. I don't want you to say, hmm, I need to think that, think of that come January. There's ways that you can put it into action today, and I really hope that you will. So I want to start by sharing a little bit of an interaction that I had on Instagram the other day, and that's going to take us into our conversation today about one of the primary keys for getting yourself to do the work. And that work might be spending less being more organized. It might be eating better, eating less, working out more regularly, putting in the time to work on your business, being more thoughtful or more kind to your spouse, whatever it is. We're going to talk about the key to getting yourself to do the work. So let's begin with that Instagram exchange. Somebody messaged me and said, I'm only 48 pages into Tools for the Trenches and I'm already seeing how it's going to change my life. It says, I've been wanting to message you but have held back because I felt stupid. I feel like I'm old enough and I shouldn't have to ask such questions, but I decided to go for it. I got some concerning blood work results showing that my cholesterol is high, high enough that I'm borderline close to needing to be on meds. I don't want to go the meds route because I know that I can change the results with a healthy diet. Here's where I struggle. I love sugar. I love carbs, but I'm 50 years old and it's time I start taking care of my health. How do I make these changes without feeling like I have to give up everything I enjoy? How do I make these changes without feeling like I'm giving up everything I enjoy? And while in this question it's about food, it's about sugar, it's about carbs, you might feel this way about watching less TV or getting up earlier in the morning or 
spending less money, you name it. How do I do this without feeling like I have to give up everything I enjoy? And I said, tell me what else you enjoy. And I said that because it's easy to focus on the story of like, I love sugar, I love carbs. But when you do that, you feel like it's a lot harder to minimize them, to reduce them, or to eliminate them because you've painted this picture like, I love them so much, I don't want to give them up. And we're going to talk more about that in a minute. But, but I started with that question, tell me what else you enjoy, because she said, I love fruit, I love f- roasted veggies. Great, then focus on getting to be able to enjoy those things more. And then I said, and if there's little ears in the car, you might want to pause, come back to this in a second. But I said, uh, in addition to what else do you enjoy, I said, sugar and carbs aren't the only thing. And then I said, I enjoy sex, but I'm not going to be irresponsible about it. I'm not going to use it in a way that harms my health. So you can love sugar and you can love carbs and you can love TV and you can love spending money, but you don't have to go about using them in a way that is irresponsible, that harms your health, mental health, that harms your finances. And that's the thing. Okay, you love sugar and you love carbs. Great. Nobody said you have to give them up. But there's a difference between having them and enjoying them and having them and enjoying them in a way that leads to weight gain, that prevents weight loss, that creates health issues. Let's keep that in mind. You love sugar. You love carbs. Great. Then when you have them, it's going to be really, really special. But it's really not special when you have it every single day. You're hardly paying attention to it. And then I said, um, you can tell yourself you're giving up everything you enjoy, but it's not true. It's just not true. Because A, you're not giving it up. What we're talking about is dialing back to a level that supports your health, your energy, your body composition, all of those kinds of things. And again, you can insert television, watching TV, getting up early, working out. It's not just about food. This is just the example we're giving. You can tell yourself you're giving up everything, but you're not. It's just not true. It's just not true. You have to expand your story. And when I was having this exchange, it reminded me, I tell this story in Tools for the Trenches about the book, the children's book, Zoom, and how, you know, on the first page, you're looking at a red triangle. But as you turn the pages, it's the same picture, it's just zoomed out. So what once looked like a red triangle is actually a rooster's comb. And then you flip a few more pages and you don't even see the rooster, you just see this farm scene. When we zoom in on, oh, I love sugar, I love sugar, I love sugar. We make it so big and we make everything else so small. We make our health so small. We make our desires for fitness or Uh, a different body composition, we make them so small when we make this one thing bigger than it needs to be. So I'm writing, I just mentioned Tools for the Trenches, but I'm writing my third book. And one of the things that I was actually working on this morning as I worked through part of the beginning draft is that most people struggle because they convince themselves they want the outcome and then they think it's enough for them to do the work. Like, I really, 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 really want to lose weight. And because I want to lose weight so bad, 
I should want to do the things required so that I lose weight. Or I really, 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 really want to quit my job and start a business and wanting it so bad should be enough so that I do the work consistently. Or I really, 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 really want to be more fit and wanting that so bad should be enough to motivate me to go to the gym, but it's not. It's not. See, be really careful of when you've convinced yourself that you want the outcome, but you haven't yet convinced yourself that you want to do the things that it's going to take to get you there. You have to convince yourself that you want to do the work. You have to find the perspective that makes you want to do that. You guys know I'm a huge fan of questions. I have this PDF of 75 questions, and one of them is, what needs to change so that I look forward to doing what needs to be done. It's not enough. And I thought it was for the longest time and I was so frustrated. I thought, gosh, how can I wanna lose weight more than anything else in the world? And then make excuse after excuse after excuse because I convinced myself that I wanted the outcome, but I had done nothing to convince myself that I wanted to do the work. In fact, I was convincing myself I didn't wanna do the work. It's too hard, I'm too tired. And there's this incongruence that comes when we've done the work to convince ourselves we want this outcome, but we're convincing ourselves we don't want to do the work. No wonder. It's hard. You have to find that perspective. It's going to be different for everybody. Where you then want to do the work today. And then you have to find it again and again and again and again and again so that you are thinking about the work in a way that makes you want to do it today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day and at least 80% of the time. This is everywhere. I talk to people every day. Somebody, uh, we talked about this on a Q&A maybe last month. Somebody really wants to write a children's book. It's been a dream of theirs. They've convinced themselves they want that outcome, but they have not convinced themselves that they want to sit down every day and write instead of watching TV. There are so many people who have convinced themselves that they want additional streams of income, but they are not convincing themselves that they want to do what it takes to get there. It's a game of convincing. Every day. Your decisions whether you hit snooze or you get up, whether you watch three hours of TV or you go to bed or you work out, whether you spend the money or you save the money, all of those decisions are a result of how you convince yourself. And you have to be really mindful of this potential incongruence. Have I convinced myself that I want this outcome, but I'm actively convincing myself I don't want to do the work to get get it? What is it going to take? How can I convince myself that I want to do it. So for me, and this goes back to episode 903, and maybe you need to revisit that episode. Maybe you haven't yet listened and that's one you need to go back to. Episode 903 was the one that was have many reasons, make them strong, like real strong, and revisit them often. And I talked in that episode how, yeah, I want to be fit and I want to be healthy and I want to be lean. And at times... I want to sit on the couch and I want to skip my workouts and I want to eat a pint of ice cream and drink a spicy margarita. So we have to have many reasons. Then if we don't have many reasons, then we're like, sure, a pint of ice cream, sure, spicy margarita, sure, skip the workout. You have to have many reasons. This is convincing yourself. This is how we convince ourselves that we want to do the work. Because I guarantee that some of you are listening going, okay, I get it, but how do I convince myself? So in episode 903, I shared some of my reasons for 
wanting to take really good care of my health, my physical health and my mental and emotional health. I want that to be what Roman sees. That's really important to me. I don't want Roman or any other children that I have to have the issues with food that I had. I want to be around for a long time. I want to be able to have many more kids. I want to be able to play and run in the yard without issue. I want to go up and down the stairs a million times to get different things for the kids or whatever and not be winded. I want to do everything I can to keep myself healthy so that I avoid big, uh, big life-changing diagnoses that result because I didn't take care of myself. I want to avoid that. You know, I, I know that when I take care of myself, I'm happier and I want to be happy. I know that when I take care of myself, I'm more social and my marriage is better and I, and I want those things. And those are some of the ways that I convince myself. And I do it with everything, with my business, with my finances, with my work, writing this third book. So many times I do not want to sit down and write, but I have to convince myself to do it. It's not enough to convince myself that I want to write a book. Not even close to enough. I have to convince myself every day that I want to sit down and write, that it's worth it to spend my time sitting down and writing. And this, guys, is why so many people are struggling. You've convinced yourself that you want this thing, but not only you haven't convinced yourself that you want to do the work to get there, you're actively convincing yourself that you don't want to do the work. You need to know that it is possible to fall in love with taking care of yourself. It is possible to fall in love with your work. It is possible to fall in love with the pursuit of improved finances and a better marriage and anything else. It is possible to fall in love with that work. You do not have to just grit your teeth and grind through it. There might be moments of that, but you can fall in love with taking care of yourself. You can fall in love with being financially disciplined and responsible and organized. It is possible. You have to find that perspective. And you might already know pieces of that perspective and you now just need to keep it top of mind. And maybe you have no idea where to start. That's okay. Start asking other people. Go in the Primal Potential Facebook group and say, hey, what are some of the reasons that you want to do the work? What are some of the ways that you convince yourself to be organized, to clean your house, to eat better, to work out regularly? What are some of your reasons? How are you convincing yourself? And learn from other people. But it is absolutely possible. And I want you to know that. If you want to be better at getting yourself to do the work, you have to convince yourself that it's worth it, that you want to, and you have to bring yourself to that mindset every single day, if not multiple times a day. I would love for you to join me over in the Primal Potential Facebook group. Tell me what you're thinking about this. Tell me what your thoughts are. Tell me what you're going to do about it. Tell me what questions you have, and maybe we'll do a follow-up episode if there's a lot of questions about it or anything along those lines. Make it a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. 
For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.